Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Charles DeMar. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I've been going to this high school for seven years. I'm no dummy. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. Go that way really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. Cue the theme song. Hello, Lane. How was your day? Beth broke up with me. Oh, that's nice. I want my two doors! She only speaks French, Roy. She doesn't speak imbecile. Ooh, man. Now that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. I can't even get real drugs here. Language lessons. Inspired words from a man who knows how to skate. Go that way. Really you go that way. Really fast. If something gets, if something in, your gets way, in your way, come. All right. 1985. I was but a wee lad. But there were some people out there, savage people. Savage Steve Holland. Probably his uh, legal name. Uh, I believe absolutely it is. And we have John Cusack, Diane Franklin, Curtis Armstrong. David Ogden Steers, Kim Darby, a couple others that you would recognize in Better Off Dead. Black comedy, dark comedy, definitely a little bit of uh, <laughs> claymation craziness um, going on in this one. Uh, this John Cusack, super young um, in his very, very early days. This would have been um, probably off of 16 Candles. He might have caught, caught the attention to get out into doing something like this. That's what I think. All right. Town of Greendale, <laughs> California. We have Lane Myers. No, I guess it's just Lane Meyer. He likes Beth. He's got a lot of creepy fucking photos of Beth. He does. Uh, but Beth pretty brutally uh, dumps him for the captain of the ski team. And even though Lane is a pretty decent skier himself, it gets him down. And uh, yeah, he thinks about ending it. And he kind of tries a couple times. Um, things kind of get worse. Is he better off dead? I don't know. But he's trying to figure out how to uh, stand up for himself and get along in this world, get over Beth, move along maybe to a different love interest. Wee so, oui, so, wee. Oui. So how long is this? An hour 28 or something? 97 minutes. Yeah, okay. So there so you hour go. 37. Oh. Hour 37. Uh, I mean, which is what I love to hear when um we're getting into a movie a comedy movie 137 is a good length yeah so i think i i I don't think the movie was too long based on the 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 length of time um but it didn't feel too long to me what did did this this get made for that's um or no that's what it that's what that's what it made i couldn't find out how much this was made for but uh, i did read that um savage steve holland finished this movie under budget and ahead of schedule which you never hear of uh, in most projects let alone on a movie yeah the directing wasn't super complicated on this one uh so i think uh there wasn't a lot he had to do there's some weird animation and claymation mixed into the movie Yep. Um, I'm not sure if if that really was cohesive. Uh, It was kind of a little bit all over the place. Well, Steve Holland is a bit of a... The animation um, and the claymation. Yeah, that whole tone or whatever they set up doesn't really... 
it's it's interesting like i know the the director this guy he's he's like a creator and he's an artist as well and he's a like a, a an animator like a cartoonist so not surprising that that kind of stuff made it in the movie um some of it was kind of hit or miss for me honestly like um his drawings on the paper where the the creature eats beth and then beth gets in his face about it and then pukes the guy back up and he that i i didn't mind any of that because that all appeared to be very much in in lane's mind um and and that part was a you know that was fine the the other stuff the claymation with the everybody wants some was strange strange for sure that's what i think i remembered most about this movie and maybe what i as a younger person maybe would have like really liked that scene like that that's not something i would have seen like california raisins right where the claymation i would have seen before seeing this where that burger jumped around to fucking rockin van halen like a full van halen song though jesus yeah i mean like they played the shit out of that out of that (laughs) it was a long scene yeah i got it right away yeah i feel like there's some mix also for the writing there there seemed to be a mix of tone some of the humor didn't seem to match some of the other humor i think a lot of that would have been in the claymation and stuff and uh cartoon at the beginning that's what I thought too, because uh, the very beginning, the titles are all those cartoons that go on yeah. for quite a while, and yeah, then the yeah. movie has none of that until no. that scene at the school when he's drawing, and then it's that. So like, it's weird to introduce that and only have that in the movie, and then you have the claymation burger, which is again kind of the same lane but a little bit deviated. I don't know. It just it felt like those things together like probably didn't have a place. Yeah, it felt like he <laughs> had a lot of ideas for when he was coming up is the same writer that directed joan yeah he wrote and directed yeah he had a lot of ideas and and he was stealing from like things like frankenstein and stuff like that but like it doesn't it doesn't make for a, a cohesion it, it doesn't there's it's just weird it, yeah it mis- it's it, like mixing and matching of stuff i think I, like maybe it is, it's like, it, sorry i was just gonna say it seemed like they were trying something um that you don't really see in mainstream movies yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. that's that's yeah that's a better way of putting it like one of those things in the movie maybe could could fly i think the the drawing drawing thing could fly any day of the week because it makes sense he's drawing on paper and his drawings are animated and he's like laughing at it like that that's a good scene like you can definitely see something like that happening The, the the other one is not that i couldn't see someone imagining a dancing hamburger doing a van halen song but you sh- it shows Lane and he's kind of like dan- he's he's put on a whole costume and he's been dancing wildly doing I don't even know what like I think he had a mental break in that moment it it it, it see it fits the kind of tones of humor the different types of humor that are employed throughout this film are are varied um from yeah. like full on naked gun esque weird uh, physical comedy which is f- totally fine right it's actually some of that stuff is actually really funny. But then the movie does other like more serious uh, like could be real life comedy as well. Um, And it's it's weird. It's it's like some of it is the believable type of comedy and then some of it is the completely unbelievable type comedy. But when they lean into so much unbelievable type comedy, which is fine. But then they have more of the believable type comedy. It just doesn't it doesn't mix. It doesn't match. I wish they had gone one all of one or the other to keep the the type of humor consistent because. 
There's a lot of gags you can do that still play it. Like Naked Gun proved that, right? Like Naked Gun is hilarious to watch and it's just gag after gag. Airplane maybe did something similar. I can't say for sure if it, it was. It was the up. same guys who wrote it too. Yeah, I know. I know that. I'm just saying it, whether it holds up or not. Cause oh, I, I don't know. Naked yeah, but, Gun I love. But right? Yeah, I, See, I agree with what you guys are saying. Go ahead, Brent. I was just going to say, I think that like the we were struggling for a word for what to call this. And we kept saying it was like slapstick because of that naked gun components. But yeah, like in Wikipedia, they, they title it as a surrealist teen black comedy. And I think surrealist is actually quite a good term for it because it does seem like it's, it's not slapstick. It's, it's just kind of surreal. It's got this other component to it that is kind of like silly. But the thing that's different about naked gun and this is that Naked Gun is like slapstick and silly components to it and humor, but everyone else is playing it straight. Yes. But that's not the case in this movie, is that you have all this like slapstick and oddball humor and like these extra components. Like in that math class, people are pulling like briefcases with printers in them and stuff. Like, See, yes. It goes yeah. very silly sometimes, but then you also have Charles DeMar like sniffing the snow at the top of the mountain talking yeah, about the street value jello. of it. Or is jello. Like it's just... <laughs> And like it's so you have characters that aren't playing it straight, and then you have a world that's not straight. And so there's a balance that's thrown off there. Whereas I think in a, a movie like Naked Gun, when you walk that tightrope a little bit better, because you have serious like people, everyone's playing the straight man. But yeah. it's it's almost accepted the absurdity of it, right? Yeah, they they're trying to ground some of the movie in reality, and other parts of the movie don't aren't grounded in any kind of reality at all. And yes. you can't walk. It's you can't walk that tightrope. It's, and it's, it's too, yeah. it gets too confusing and it becomes distracting from the story. Like the thing yeah. about Naked Gun is, is it should be, but it is never distracting from the story. You know what Frank's trying to do and like you're with Frank on his goals and stuff. But this movie, a lot of that stuff just distracts you and, and, and you get lot, go down a weird rabbit hole of why they're doing this. There's yeah, a lot of, it's there's a lot of deviation from the from the purpose in this movie. Yeah, like so like what struck- he's trying to do is he's trying to make the ski team so he can get Beth back, right? Because at the beginning yeah. he yeah. wants to make the ski team, but then Beth breaks up with him when he doesn't make it. So his whole yeah. goal is to make the ski team so that he can get Beth back, right? Yeah, but, they, but there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that has nothing to do with that. Most it's of totally the movie so has nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. he just, totally and he true. never even practices skiing. He just tries that <laughs> run a couple times, and every time he does it, he does it like a guy that's never skied before. It's totally true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he it's does like, the jump and goes straight down, and and every instinct of a skier would that we've seen that he was in the beginning of the movie a very Excellent. good skier yeah. that would never lose those instincts for yeah. for momentarily for any reason. Yeah, that that was definitely questionable because he was tight in the first skiing scene. So, so tight. tight. He, he's better like, than he the, like better than the yeah. Champ he, guy. he like was way under the required time. That guy had to let like six or seven seconds go by before clicking him off. Right. So he was really good. So yeah, it, just, it doesn't make sense that you add another ten degree slope and he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> Even if they had to play it off as he had a mental block or something like for nerves. Yeah, but they don't. That would be they interesting. Don't. 
So like the mom character is like weird. I get that that likely the writer director based that off of maybe his mom or like real people in his life. And so um, fine if you want to write a character like that in, but she's pointless other than having some scenes. Badger is the same. Badger doesn't even have a line. It's just he he has sleazy women. Yeah. So what? Like, and it's I guess it's funny. Like it is funny that Badger gets a bunch of sleazy women after buying the book, and he's like making laser guns. Like I chuckled. I just, I, I don't know. It had nothing to do with anything, though, ultimately. Um, That's the other sad thing, too, is because a lot of us laughed sometimes. There were jokes in here that work and stuff. Yeah, totally. Like, they're not, all, they're not all working, but the ones that do work and stuff, like, you, if you would have picked a direction with the jokes that worked, and, and like Brent said, had it actually be about <laughs> the ski team... And show his struggles with getting better are your and then once again having a mental break against the big hill. That could have yeah, made yeah. a lot gone yeah, a right? long All way that, too. Yeah. See, I, I, agree, whole, I, agree on that. I think John hit the nail on the head right at the beginning when he said that this savage Steve Holland is like he's a massive creative. He's a he's an artist, he's a director, he's a writer. Like it's clear that this guy has like ideas everywhere and they're not bad ideas this movie has a ton of good stuff in it that we laughed at um but i think that someone needed to rein him in because i think a guy like that just has so much creative energy he just has all of these things going on that he wants to throw together and he needed somebody to come in and be like okay well let's dial it back like let's focus in and like pick a direction and then and then really nail that direction down like are, are we doing surrealism are we doing slapstick then let's do that but let's find out the best way to do that and then move forward with it instead of just yeah. like throwing in every component right well it seems like also you could see it happening like if you're making a movie on a budget and you're like i can do a two-minute sequence animated myself and we'll save that money and be like okay do it and then i can you know i know a guy and we can do the claymation i'm very interested in that so it's like him plus a few other people, no doubt. I don't know. Maybe he hired people to do it all, but I'm just guessing um, that that's how it happened, right? Is 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 it was an easy and, and inexpensive opportunity to both show off his talent and 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 at, try and add to the story. I mean, I guess you give him kudos for trying. No one was doing shit like this. One Crazy Summer is his other movie, which also John Cusack is in. It came out the oh next year. Oh my God, it is his movie. I didn't know that it was his. Because it has like the same animated stuff. Oh, I think, that makes I so think much John sense. Cusack is a is a is a comicer. He's a, he's more of a drawer in that one. I think I can't that, remember. We that came out the next year. Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I also I also heard John Cusack hated this when that's it was, what I was released. Just say yeah, yeah, and like yelled at the director and was like he walked out of a screening. Uh, that's that's the story. He later on I think said he regretted doing that and that you know he doesn't hold any grudge. He wishes all his movies could have been better, but he just didn't like his performance in this one. Um, but he was contractually obliged to do one crazy summer with him again. Um, and that probably was uncomfortable for everybody. Oh, I'll have to watch that. (laughs) Now I'm more interested in watching that now that I have that information. That's interesting. The, his performance in this is not good. (laughs) There's a lot of bad shit in in here with him. Like he's half-assing it. Yeah. Q sucks phoning this in. Like he did or not commit new. to his he's character. Just new. No, but he's probably just new. Uh, like this is early days. Like this is his, probably his first leading, right? It, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he so, just, he, but he couldn't, I guess what I'm trying to say is he couldn't pull it off. He didn't I have guess, the talent yeah. to pull it off at this point in his career. I, I, like I, I like John Cusack. Okay job. He had moments for sure, but it wasn't, it, it was, 
This movie just doesn't lend itself to like. Yeah, great and the acting. script wasn't good. Didn't give him any scenes to get you to like him or get behind him or anything. Really, it kind of just trudged it along. It's it's a like it's, it's a collection it's the, of gags. Yeah, and I like of, yeah, all the characters. I like the father. The father's really good in this. He's one he's, of the best it, performances. He at least Charles from Mash. That guy's a solid actor. He, yeah, 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 you're yeah. totally right. He's and if he's more dramatic. Mash, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then no, then sure. his mom. His mom is maybe doesn't fit in the movie, but I like her character. His yeah. brother is useless, and Charles Demar is maybe the highlight of the movie. I like him he's a lot. Great. His he, laughing he, scene at the dance is awesome when he yes. laughs at the guy's joke for him saying, Do you yeah. make sure you shave, right? And he like, it's such a great reaction. <laughs> um, and it's so upsetting to the guy who said it. And he has a he, hilarious laugh too. One of those you can't help but laugh a lot. And he about. feels like he's really laughing. Like he's yeah. not, doesn't seem like he's faking. And then the other thing about, so I think this movie could have been about Charles DeMar because once again, I felt more. He was more interesting, and I knew him as a character better than I knew Lane, which is yeah, terrible. Charles, it's funny for Charles and Lane being friends. Like Lane and Charles don't seem to hang out a lot. Somehow Charles gets to the top of the ski hill with Lane, and he doesn't. <laughs> and ski, I can accept so that. I think that's kind of he, funny because he's kind dressed of is. like he's dressed up there and stuff. That, so that worked yeah. as a joke for me. But you're totally right. He wouldn't be able to get up there. I don't think. Yeah, but yeah. again, that happens later in the movie when they're, he's running from that $2 kid, from the paper kid that wants his $2, and <laughs> yeah. they ski down quite a ways, and then they're at that part in the hill. I know, that peak. made no sense. Yeah, so are that, you telling had, me that this is a crazy run halfway down the fucking mountain? Yeah, they ski. Mountains, <laughs> and that's not the case pretty much ever. <laughs> that's not this how way, mountains, that's not this mountains yeah. and gravity works. Yeah, they would ski... They were skiing down to the top of the hill. It showed behind <laughs> fucking Roy, and it's like they're like a fucking um, Mount. What's uh, what's the Lord of the Rings mountain? Mordor, Mount Doom, whatever the fuck, Mordor. Yeah, that's like they looks like they're in Mordor because they're like looking down over like mountains and clouds. So they're obviously at the highest, scariest it's a peak. peak. It looks like a peak. Yeah, yeah, it is so a peak. That, yeah, that totally it has to be. It's a weird mechanics there, but I'm not gonna die yeah. on that. I was okay, also look. really. Oh, go ahead, Johnny. Oh, well, uh, all right, I will. Uh, I was just going to say, um, <laughs> by way of structure in this movie also, he meets and starts to grow a relationship with the new love interest, um, Diane Franklin from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, oh. She Like, they start their thing way too late in the movie. Way oh, late. God, yes. Way too late. It's past the halfway point when they finally, like, have a discussion they and just then it's meet, like, I think. Yeah, and then it's like a lot longer until they, there's like the hint of love, and then it, like she's just, it, it, it. Uh, I don't know that whole thing like threw me off with how they handle it. Um, the inciting incident is when she Beth breaks up with him. That incites everything that happens. So when that happens, and that happens in a timely fashion, then we have like twenty or thirty minutes of movie where he's just trying to kill himself, and nothing, and he's not succeeding. So nothing is actually happening in the movie. The story's not moving forward. It's not till minute 43 when he meets the French girl that the story moves forward again. That's how yeah. fucking weird the structure is on this movie. Yeah, because well, he, he, he asked Charles for help. Yeah, he asked Charles for help. 
but Charles takes time to help him and then doesn't really help him. No, nothing. And, comes and Lane doesn't help. get any better. He gets worse at skiing, but it's not. That's not explained. Does get worse. So it's it's like we gotta have gags, and then he'll meet the girl, but it won't be an instant connect. That's gonna be a slow burn type relationship. Um, and then he won't be at all upset that she lied about being able to speak English. And then um, she'll like make it like she's totally enamored with him, and then he kind of likes her. And then thank goodness she's a mechanic and a great skier. Yeah. I mean, you could have easily <laughs> shaved 20 minutes out of this movie and it would have been, I mean, better anyway. That's you would have still have tons of your structural, your uh, weird humor. The stuff with his brother is not funny anymore at all. The stuff with his mom's food is kind of still funny. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it it's like, am I supposed to, like, I don't, I don't get her character because of how this movie is with the comedy. Like... Well, She's like, I instead of being just like quirky, it's like that's a mental illness. I don't get it. She seems about, like beyond odd. She's like catatonic. <laughs> yeah. Like she's so and, oblivious right? to the world <laughs> and just normal behavior. Like it's and I like the whole craziness and silliness of that character. But man, she is. If this movie's the naked gun, out. then she makes sense. She if makes sense. The, if it's the naked if gun. If it's the and naked gun. But it's not. It's it's half naked gun, half I don't know what the fuck. And actually, <laughs> so, no, so I disagree. She would be a she would be a terrible character in Naked Gun. Because the characters in Naked Gun play things very straight. Yeah. Like you're that's right. what More once like again, like Brent then. mentioned. More like Brent, airplane. Yeah, maybe like airplane, but Brent mentioned that, and that's really specific is that everybody in that movie, no matter how crazy it gets, everyone plays it straight. Nobody breaks our our lets it get absurd. That's why it works. Yeah. Totally. It to- that is totally why it works. You know what? That is the secret to making a movie like that. And and those scary movie franchises and stuff never got that. They're trying to do that, but they, they never figured out that that's what it's about. Yeah. No, so they, they put really throw crazy shit in there. Yeah, yeah, and then you put and then you put like celebrity actors and then they act crazy and then that's a movie. But it's not. They don't act crazy. If they acted serious and straight, then those jokes might actually land. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they yeah. don't do that in this movie. There's there's too many. Um, everyone has a, the little hiccups and stuff. And Ricky and his mom and stuff. When Ricky's mom blows up, the whole scene where he comes in and he has the rag on his, or his tie on his head and he's going to burn himself to death. He's got his uh, his his torch robe on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like a that whole <laughs> that whole scene is good. Like between him and the mom and the, where the mom blows up her mouth or whatever. He's like, yep. "Sorry, I blew up your mom, Ricky." That got yeah. like a that got a huge laugh. Yeah, like, no, that's no, that was really funny. That's what the movie should have been. That that if they would have stayed in that lane and had that humor, the of it, things absurd things happening, but everyone was playing it straight like that could have been so yeah, much I mean, better there are some components that you can't get over it's just a victim of the age like the fact that ricky I and guess, his mom yeah. are kidnapped this french exchange student and are basically yeah. trying to rape her <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's trying to force her to have sex with her son and at any cost yeah yeah, yeah. at the Clearly end of the movie they take her away again at the end of the movie they haul her away by her arms and she's like struggling yeah. Like anybody, yeah, 
Yeah, someone at the ski house should have like noticed and tried <laughs> to stop them. Yeah, she was being yeah. kidnapped in like plain sight at a ski hill. And the fucking Ricky <laughs> looks like Ed Kemper for fuck's sakes! Like someone should have noticed. And Ed, and 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 Ed Kemper there's uh, performance is wildly uh, all over the place. Sometimes he's really shy and he stares at his catatonic, hands. Yeah, and then other and times he does disco dancing at fucking high school dances. It makes yeah, when no he goes sense. To school, he's Mr. Charisma. Like, and, yeah. and you're right. The other times he like can barely even speak. He's such a such a withdrawn like uh, like uh, oddity, right? His character gets, changes halfway through. Yeah, when he, and maybe it's the he's getting false confidence from thinking he's with Monique, but he um he the Monique. way he gives Lane eyes when he separates them because he he gives Lane that creepy smile like hey, hey I'm gonna go get me some of that and goes back and after her it, and it's like it, it's it's just not I don't know it's not consistent um, no not at all it's weird. his character is the worst in the whole movie his mom's better than him at least she is consistent. Yeah. She hundred percent wants mean, her son to fuck that chick the whole movie, and that's it. If you're it's being honest, cigarettes. that whole shit can leave, and you could yes. replace all of that dynamic with another component that would just like something else to pull the French girl away, and it would be better. You could never see her family. Fucking weird. Yeah, people. her family could be like the family she got could be like could be like you know like whatever. They could be either super white Christian people, or they could have been like an Asian family, and and she, they can't speak. They can't speak French and she can't speak Chinese. I like the Whatever, super Christian could, family, but, like super fundamentalists. And she's just so yeah. creeped out by it. She doesn't want to engage. Yeah. So she, she hangs out with Lane. Speak. She hangs out with Lane to get away from them and stuff. And then they, she starts mm-hmm. to like him because he's like yeah. actually interesting guy. That could have yeah, been all it needed. He's rescued her already twice. Um, and she still is pretending not to speak English to him. Yeah, I know. She that had lots make of sense. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and again, that's something else that if you engage that earlier in the script, then they yeah. can go on a date earlier, and then we don't deal with that. Like, because when did he finally go on a date with her? We looked at it, it was like twenty some minutes till the end. Yeah, and yeah, her it was like the third act when he does his hour. first date. Yeah. yeah, you could also take that whole element out if it her family was just super Christian and stuff, and she could speak English, and she wasn't hiding the fact. And then she meets him. Like you know, that doesn't even have to be a component of the other story. Yeah, there's no reason. There is just the only reason she says that she did it is so she didn't have to talk to Ricky because he creeped her out. So she was trying to trying to keep, you know, didn't want to didn't want to get close to him. So she would lie about being able to speak English, which also didn't make any sense either that they didn't know they are getting someone who couldn't speak the language. Yeah, Yeah. that was that's all bad. That whole you're right. That whole Ricky thing's gone. You just rip that out. Well, there's no point. He's like, he's like, I thought you needed to have some English to do this exchange thing. Like, and that's what we had been talking about before it happened too. was like, that's like, that to me is one of those moments where I'm like, what the fuck's happened? What are you talking about? Like, that doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of stuff you can accept doesn't make sense in a movie like this. But that's one of the things that doesn't like, you're not sending someone that doesn't know any language to the fucking in high school. You know? Yeah. So. See, the the way that this movie flows in terms of of tone and comedy and all that stuff, like it it, it doesn't get it, it doesn't get excused for having things in here that don't make sense. Like you can't you can't just let something like that go just because this is a silly comedy. Like you're still trying to play that straight. You're trying to use that element of the story to drive things forward, and you you don't. Because if so you it, don't, it's. If you don't have something, if it if it is all over the place and messed up, then you you don't have the audience. It, the impact of the ending doesn't mean anything. And like 
A perfect example is you don't need two things at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, Beth wants Lane back, and uh, he picks Monique. That's the story. Who gives a fuck about the kidnapping? Like, yeah. it's 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 him choosing He's to not go back again? to Beth. He just fought yeah. his toughest yeah. demon. He gave up Beth, and then he has to also fight Ricky. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it doesn't. It just you, that 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 whole element it doesn't add anything to the story at all. No. It's because it's not about him. It's about some yeah. weird family who lives in his neighborhood or something. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with him. It's so, so true. So, yeah, it's his choice to to not be a douchebag and be with Beth and, like, to stay who he, true to who he is and be with Monique is, like, the whole story. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and it's too long. It feels too long for, so, like, for, for what it is. It, even at an hour and 37 minutes, I feel like it's too long. So, like, Lane yeah. gets in an argument with his self over his cartoon and then decides to try and ask out a totally inappropriate girl, um, thereby ripping her skirt off. Um, like, I get what that scene is supposed to be about, about the lady in her underwear there, but it's just, again, like, what kind of movie is this? Like, it's, it's this so, isn't just a skit so to skit. This is a story. There's supposed to be skiing. There's supposed to be women and men trying to get into a relationship and get over each other. So, like, if we have to have some background fluff, that's fine. But this movie has so much background fluff that it's, like, why does Lane need a job? Like, other than his dad just tells him to, right? So the whole, that means the whole thing with Porky's and running into his car. I do love the the fucking racing, the Korean the Korean racers that do the Howard Cosell. Yeah, do you, yeah you wanna, I do So too. I read about this. Do you want to hear something really sad? Is that the guy who um, who plays one of them, his name, uh, he was in um, The Karate Kid. The second uh, Karate Kid, yeah. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was the like super amazing yeah. student that lived in, in Okinawa. The, yeah. yeah, that he had to fight to the death to the end. And then, uh, his oh, that's right, to the well. death. I forgot and then he's that. in the TV show. Anyway, he does like apparently he worked so hard to like get a Howard Cosell accent. Uh, he he does not. He's Japanese, I believe, and he does not have a, a Japanese accent. I think he's got like straight American um, accent. Yeah. So he was doing the Howard Cosell, and then he added an Asian flair to the Howard Cosell, and he like practiced really hard to get it to go. And I think that everyone found it super fucking funny. And then as they were editing, they got um, a famous guy to do the a famous Howard Cosell voiceover without the Asian a- accent. Oh R- no, Rich Little. Yeah, Rich Little. That's right. That's oh, right. No, so that I was really sucks. sad. I, I would love to have seen the other guy's performance because that guy cracks me up. And especially in this movie, see that there's a weird element that is kind of based in reality. It's not too silly. Um, it and, even gets and explained. And, it even yeah. gets explained. Yeah. 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 The premise that there's two brothers that moved here from Japan. One of them yep. doesn't speak English. The other one learned English from watching Howard Cosell on Wild World of Sports. Or sports. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. That's great. That's super and even great. when they're and with the fact their dates, it doesn't detract from the movie because no. it's always he's on his way somewhere. Yes, so we're progressing exactly. in the story, and then there's yeah. this gag. It's like the two dollar newspaper kid is fine and he's funny, but it's a total detraction. It's it's a those are all it's, scenes of their own. It's a weird chased. plot device. The kid with the two dollar. <laughs> it's just a weird. It, it's what but, drives but, him to end up skiing down the hill on one ski, so he can be even better than he thought at skiing and still win the day. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, and like so Colin that, says. He never makes that choice then. Yeah. No. 
but he it's does totally it. True. But he but he does do it. He achieves no, it. No, so. no. But Brent's right. I didn't even think about that. He was forced into that by fear instead of he him was going to ski the K twelve. He was going to ski the K twelve. Oh, I guess he did go up there to he ski. He made it. that. He was. He was. Yeah. yeah. And okay, he wasn't even going right. to give up. He was trying to fix his ski. So he decided to go forward. It's oh, just you're he, right. He might yeah, have gone up yeah. with his bindings broken and said, let's just do no, this next story. week. Yeah. So so I don't I don't mind that at all. But it's that, it's just such a weird way to get him. It works, though, because we all thought that that not only is that scene, that thing funny with the kid on the skis on his bike. Yeah. But um, they just had too much of him. They should have had less of him. There's too many scenes with that kid. But you could yeah. have had him at the ending like where he is. And um, when he, not only were he laughing and stuff, but when he started skiing on one ski, I was super interested in watching him ski. Yeah, because that's, that's super that's big super feet. impressive stunts. Those yeah. that stunt because that guy is going down moguls with one leg. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, that is some of the most impressive stunts I've ever seen. Just because of how difficult, like moguls are hard with two skis. If you have one leg hovering up and you're trying to do it like that fucking forget about it that it's is so amazing man the the races the race is actually shockingly engaging and and it's uh, exciting cool. yeah I, all yeah. the skiing in this movie they did a great job you can tell when he's skiing with monique that it's a man wearing a wig I'm oh sure. my I'm god sure. <laughs> so oh my god like, in the new high totally depth they're the, the same size right? they're the same size monique is but, obviously like a foot shorter but am i am i seeing was i seeing it incorrectly or was it is it was it me that I saw him skiing with a black man wearing Monique's wig? I <laughs> Monique's think it stunt, was stuntman yeah. looks looks uh, dark skinned. Yes. Yeah, he looks like yeah. a, a Otherwise black was adult wearing male. Like a, a body he looks suit like or a, something. A black adult male wearing a female's wig. Yeah. With a hilarious uh, <laughs> perm wig. Yeah, strapped yeah. onto this head. And in a it pink so jumpsuit. And a pink yeah. jumpsuit. Yeah, it was I actually really like that. Weird. It was so obvious because that to me was hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was funny. But like the, but the skiers, like they should see if it was Naked Gun, <laughs> that would have been a joke that would have totally played in Naked Gun. Yeah, and that's yeah, actually the stunt a really man would funny. Have been an, would have been a yeah. purpose gag. Yeah, maybe even and that would like have been a really beard funny. Or, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. They, actually, that's they that's did that's more space balls than anything. Yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> they did do it in space balls. But yeah. lean into it, right? These are the yeah. stunt doubles. Uh, yeah, the skiing, I had no problems with any of it, even like the early stuff where he's trying to ski. Actually, well, I mean, besides the fact that it doesn't really make sense, he can't suddenly ski down K-12 and he's falling and shit like that and breaking his skis. That stuff is what I liked your but, but idea, though. The good someone in a stuff. story meeting would have just said to him, that doesn't make any sense. They would be like, he has to have a mental block against skiing this hill. like, yeah. And he has to overcome his mental block. But but they didn't do that. They just made him a shitty skier for every time he tried to ski it. Yeah. Yeah. Even even Monique is like, no problem. Like they make the K twelve seem so hard and she's like, No problem. Ça va bien. <laughs> Et toi. Yeah, and then she fucking just skis down there like a black male in a wig. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I gotta tell you, that run isn't a tough run. It's got one steep drop at the top and then the rest of it is no fucking problem. Maybe and the if rest you of it after that initial little bit is a groomed is, run. Yeah. Maybe yeah, if you just don't like run. jump off the top like he does every goddamn and time. And scream. Yeah. Yes. Charles <laughs> like, Lamar would have done a better job. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is not jump head first into the snow and you're fine. 
pretty much you're so fine. I found the directing and the cinematography to be very confusing. For some reason, his house was like an animated cartoon like the Flintstones. Inside <laughs> Lane's house only. But the rest of the world looked completely normal. Like, did you guys notice that? I didn't notice that about his house, but I maybe I maybe blanked it out. It's the colors and the the, the costumes and the shot the the way he directs it. It makes no sense. The directing in this movie is not good. No, I find it's it very no. confusing. And the cinematography isn't one, even. Right? I know, and the cinematography isn't even worth mentioning. Did he direct anything other than this and the other movie that you'd mentioned, he, John? One other, but I can't remember what it was. And so it uh, it's nothing notable. really notable. Not really. He's like still doing work all over. He works on a bunch of shit. Um, how I got into college. Oh yeah. Well, no yeah. One fucking you never heard. That. So the and tone. He, the in- the he wrote tone the incredible crash test dummies. Well, I never heard he directed that. Uh, how to get into college and at the same time lived how to get out of movies. How to get <laughs> out of directing movies. I also don't think that costume, music, and set design were even, like, consideration in this movie. It it was all in a budget, for sure. Um, The Camaro was was sure nice. It was present day. The Camaro Camaro is amazing. Oh, yeah. The car he... Oh, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Honestly, though, and, I like, I'm just an idiot now when I think about movies. I, I just... How else would you do it? I guess you'd have to think of a way. I hate that Monique is a mechanic. And a skier. She could be one, maybe, and I would take that. She could be like, I'll train you to ski. But she should have just helped him fix his car to get on with his life and cheered him on at the ski hill. There was no maybe, reason for her to yeah, be a fucking Maybe he was fixing skier. his car and she would come over and hand him tools and stuff and she oh, helped yeah. him. And he, But he did the work himself. Like, And that also makes it better for him, too, that he got off his ass and he fucking fixed his car and then she just came and assisted him. You know what I mean? That would have been way better because once again, it makes his character more proactive. Instead, she's fixing it and he comes along for the ride. This is kind of the thing that I have part of a problem with about this movie is that it's like he deals with this suicidal thread that keeps running through, right? But he never grows through that suicidal thread. Like he never reaches a place internally where he's past that. The only thing that happens are environmental changes. So he wants to kill himself because he's sad, right? But then he just gets another girl that comes in to replace that other girl. And then he's, what, done with killing himself? So what are we waiting for? That relationship to fall apart? And then he's just going to kill himself again? Like, there's no actual growth here? Oh, yeah. That's a great yeah. point. That's very important point, actually. I, well, so, like, to I mean, me, that's, a, that's kind of a stagger. Because what I want to see at, him is, like you said, if he fixes his own car, then he is, he is mobilized, right? Then he is, like, he's empowered. He's like starting to gain a little bit more of himself back. Confidence. That he can do stuff. Then he hits the run, right? Like this movie could be slapstick and silly if it was directed like focused. And then if you do this little bit of character work with him, take out Ricky and the mom. And then you started to get like a really fucking solid movie in here. Totally. And, and if you think about at the end of naked gun, Frank's character and uh, what's-her-name's character had huge changes in them and stuff. And then Frank gives that big speech at the end or whatever. Like, because Frank has the dark night of the soul when he gets fired and stuff. And then he, like, comes back and he fucking redeems himself. Like, he, that, 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 and that movie is a complete, completely off-the-wall crazy comedy. But, crazy. But, but, it, but it, it works completely. Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's not forget he does, does, 
like ski the slope and win even with a disadvantage. So he does he does well, I mean, achieve that and he that does that himself. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, he so, does do so, that. So so there is growth, but I agree that that he could like there could have been more and should have been more for him his character just to like get a little bit at a time, but it, you're right, it all kind of seems to happen around him without his intent and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, here's this." And then my car works, but it wasn't really cuz of me. I did work on it, but you know, I, yeah, it's, he does it's work like on Brian it. Said, let, it's me, let me ask factors. you: Without the paperboy chasing him, does he yeah. have the confidence at that point in the movie to do that race and win? He already is doubting himself before that paperboy comes to to fucking get his money. I think he would have decided to ski it. Yes, uh, I think with he one ski. He, <laughs> no, well, no, th- then I, if he had, yeah, I, I would have taken my broken ski and be like, this can't happen today, obviously. And then been blamed that I was throwing it, but but very much like soon after set a rematch. So I, I think he was going to. I think that was always his plan to do it. I think you have to have the conflict that he's thinking of dropping out. He thinks he's not good enough, but he is. And then he's good totally. enough to get the girl. And then he's good he enough only to be challenges. Ricky in a ski sword fight. He only um, challenges. <laughs> he only challenges that guy to the race because he... Uh, says something to Monique and he doesn't like it. Uh, he tries yeah, to put his arm around Monique. Three wins. And he gets jealous. He gets jealous of Monique and that's why he gets in his face and says, I'm going to waste you. So once again, it, it doesn't feel like it feels like it's convenient or, or his intentions aren't like Brent said, there's no internal change and he overcomes it's just he got mad and like that girl and then he's like, I'm going to waste you and then as soon as the guy walks away, he's like, I shouldn't have done that. So like, it yeah. doesn't. It, it just doesn't. His character is shitty, and that's why his performance sucks. Is they gave him like a shitty character. It's more just one thing after another happening to get where you need to go. He ha- he was gonna yeah. win the race, but they didn't think about like him growing and changing over time. He like, I don't know if he gets crazier and crazier. He seems crazy from the start. So. I my favorite yeah. suicide is the hanging with the vacuum. I know that I don't think you guys thought I was that funny, but I just I like did. that the mom was the mom. He was trying to get back on the step, and the mom was feeling the resistance, so she's shoving him further and further away from the steps. Yeah, there's just yeah. something so funny to me about that. I I that really was good thought because that was, he because he was changing his mind. My favorite one is the car one, actually, which coincidentally the director said. So the director said this movie is actually autobiographical because his girlfriend in high school broke up with him for the guy that was a captain of the ski team and he was suicidal. So apparently he really tried to he was really going to kill himself. He put a hose into an exhaust pipe and then he was like sitting on this garbage can, like going to inhale the fumes or whatever. And then the garbage broke. And this pipe broke that the fucking thing was hanging on. And so he fell into the garbage can. It's all water. And his mom comes in the garage and was giving him shit for breaking this pipe, I guess. So it's like, <laughs> I don't you believe it or not, but it's like this, this funny foundation and him actually failing at killing himself, which is incredibly dark, but also like crazy funny, actually. Yeah. And that joke with the car is funny because they make the big deal about the windows that the paper boy keeps breaking and then he fixes it for Christmas and they're standing outside in that aardvark. (laughs) He's an, is it an aardvark? (laughs) Is that what it is? It is. It's an aardvark coat. And it's like the joke is so simple, but when he goes crashing through, he, he hits reverse when he passes out. And then the car goes flying through the doors that the neighbor 
His next door neighbor is also wearing an Arvar coat. Yep. Yeah, she goes, everyone's wearing them. <laughs> yeah. And you're just thinking, like, no chance. Yeah. Well, I but he that. just got a two from his wife. I love Probably. the uh, I love the primer suicide, the burn to death one, because he's he's just he wears the funny oh, he's yeah. wearing the funny shit. He has the primer, and then when he gets pulled into dinner, that's actually the best directing in the movies. The way they reveal that he walks into the dining room and totally. everyone's there. So and that the was, directing in the those are really hard scenes to shoot. Every director complains about shooting a bunch of people around the table. Yep. He did a really good job of establishing. The him putting, you know, that alcohol and then she drinks it and all that shit. Yeah. That was funny scene. Like that was all he. good. And she and she likes it. She's like, Oh, Marie, you oh. got the good stuff or whatever. Like yeah. she said moon like, Yeah, <laughs> where did you get this pound sauce, man? Oh my god, she went she went <laughs> hog wild on that shit. <laughs> she drank um, a ton of so it. So I wonder then so herein lies another issue with the structure is if if they put um Lane and Monique together romantically sooner than it would appear weirder that Lane would keep trying to kill himself. So I wonder if that's why it takes so long for the story to get there is because they had to fit in so many times of Lane trying to kill himself before they'd put the light into his life that would have him looking the other way. But but if he met her at the beginning at the beginning of page 29 or 30 or whatever, which would be the first second act beginning of the second act. Yeah, he could be not into her at first and still be trying to kill himself, but they're but they establish a relationship, right? Yeah, no. And then, Instead, and we then just he meet doesn't her. get into her until he knows her, but doesn't get into her till near the end. Yeah, you could have done that, and he's still suicidal. That would yeah, that would have been better because it's just easy instead, to do that. Instead, we meet her, and she sees Lane, and you can tell she kind of thinks he's like cute or whatever but then we have her whole side story with outlane it's with ricky and fucking his mom ricky's mom and they're useless so so those scenes are like more annoying than funny now like ricky's Mm -hmm. mom's super annoying agreed yeah i actually find the suicide stuff to be kind of like not even like i know that's supposed to be the big thread through the movie but i find them to be like kind of forgettable and like just little they're like a gag like everything else well also i mean like it doesn't feel like a thread no, and also like so we try. He's gonna jump off the bridge, and Charles taps him, and he luckily lands in a thing. Um, the primer. He just never gets to douse himself. Ricky's mom drinks it, and boom, she booms herself. And then um, the car the one. Car. He decides. He decides not to. Right. He's like, "What are you doing? I can't do this." And throw like kind of passes out. So he, I don't know. He was thinking he was changing his mind there before he passes out. But the other one that with one, the he fucking died, though. yeah, and the yeah. vacuum one. Um, that's the one where I think he would have died because he is changing his mind. I think it's I, I suicide. You can laugh at it or not, but we're going to laugh. If something's in a movie for comedy, then you can laugh at it. It's okay. Um, and I, I laugh at that because he's like, whoa, what am I doing here? This is not good. And then opening the door is funny. What I, what I find weird is that like, she's vacuuming and probably not going to see him. So how the fuck does he get out of that? Um, all the other <laughs> okay tell with, he's I'm going okay to escape, that, right? Though. But this I'm one, okay. I don't know. I'm okay with not knowing exactly. Like, you, I guess you, you got to cut that short because yeah, you, you, do. you know it, it's a punch and then you, it's done. Yeah, even if she had. So seen, I don't mind the editing there. Yeah. The editing is good there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I realize he didn't die, but the others were pretty clear that that yeah. weren't. And Brent's go. right. They they don't escalate, and it sounds like now, based on what you guys are saying, two of the three or two of the four, he changed his mind anyway. Yeah. So like yeah. he he shouldn't be changing his mind. 
It it would have no. it would have almost been funnier if instead of him saying I'm not going to do this, him like saying three two one go, three two one go, and he wasn't and he wasn't jumping. He was like, okay, this time for sure, three two one go, and then the door opens and hits him, and then he's struggling. <laughs> yeah, see, because that's better. Totally, yeah, because he can't totally. just keep saying he changes his mind and then kill himself again, like in the next three scenes later. No, see, and that's actually what fixes that part of it not being like a cohesive thread through the movie like it's supposed to be, is the fact that he's like, he's like, I'm going to do this, and he's like, I changed my mind. Like, it's only half-hearted a little bit, but if he's like really playing as depressed and then trying to do these things and they're just getting foiled, that is funny. Yeah. yeah. And then it also creates a little bit more tension for us so that later when he's like, in a good place, there's yeah. a bigger relief there. There's a bigger release of that tension and it, it provides like a little bit more of a satisfaction, I think for us as viewers. Yeah. Lethal uh, weapon, lethal weapon is obviously a different kind of movie, but it's the perfect example of that. The reason that first lethal weapon movie is so good is because of how serious they portray Wiggs's suicidal tendencies with the gun and stuff. And then like yeah. when he doesn't want to kill himself at the end of the movie, you're relieved. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. and he's gonna stick. He gives he gives Murtaugh the bullet uh, for a Christmas present, the one that he he had specially made. It's like it's so much better when there's some. You could be funny, but there should still be some real tension there. You should believe that he might kill himself. Yeah, because there's no tension at all in this fucking movie. No, there's not. Not no, no, not at all. And and, and like, maybe just that's that guy that keeps making fun of him, the ski captain. Yeah, that's it. And, and the best line is yeah. the best line is because uh, I watched it again. Uh, I've watched it on YouTube again. It's the line where that guy comes up with the ski guy after he skis the K-12. He comes up to Beth and who's standing beside Charles. And he's like, what does he say, Brent? To sure. her about helping, being a little oh, helper or like, something. He asks who wants to hold his clipboard and she raises her hand. <laughs> and then he says, aren't you a cute little helper? What's your name? And then Charles goes, Charles DeMar, with a little bashful <laughs> smile on his face. And Roy's like, shut up, geek. Shut up, geek. Yeah. No, see, yes. to me, the best line is when he when he gets bumped and he's trying to kill himself on the bridge and he lands in that garbage truck. And there's those two black guys that are working on the tree and they just see the garbage truck run by with this white kid laying in the garbage. And that goes... Man, it's a real shame when people throw out a perfectly good wiki. Totally. Oh, my God. That was delivered. See, that was delivered kind of straight, right? So. Oh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Those guys were great because yeah. they play it straight. Yeah, they were disappointed. That's a perfect like, example. Oh, that's so sad. That boy, the poor white boy. And, and Char- some of Charles' speeches and stuff and uh, where, where he's swinging his right arm around and he's like, look, I can't move my right arm. Yeah. That, that shit still is funny to me, too. I like that guy. I want to see now Revenge of the Nerds. Just because I know that Curtis, what's his name, isn't it? Curtis Armstrong. His, yeah, he plays Snot yeah. in uh, American Dad. He play, yeah, which is obviously a takeoff of his character Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing that I like. Um, like, and they don't really explain it well enough. But the thing is that that guy can't get drugs in that town, so he's trying to snort <laughs> everything else he can to get high. Yeah. That to me is super funny. The fact that Charles Demar is just like. He is so, he, he's, he's a high school kid. He just has this feeling that he needs to be snorting stuff to get high. And he's he wants snow and he's he, snorting jello and he's snorting fucking whatever he can get his hands yeah, on. He wants That's to get high. Me. 
he wants to get high so badly, but he can't. So he's just trying to do anything. Yeah, he it is, whippets, that is funny. Which totally would work. Yeah, and that would work. Like, I mean, you could have gone further with that, and you could have had him doing things that did get him high. Like you said, whippets. You could have him sniffing glue in a bag or something. Like, you you could have done something a little bit more with that. Do you know that yeah, made like more sense? It's always sense. sunny when it's like that that Elmer's glue from elementary, and he's sniffing it, and Max like. I don't, this isn't the right clue, man. <laughs> it's like you're starting like kid glue. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it has no fume. I think you could eat it too. Yeah, like totally super non toxic. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about the end of the movie? Then he he grabs her, he drives off, and then we get a we get to at least at least, know at that least w- it's over. At least they don't show us what happens. It just shows his car. Well, I'm it's actually it's, like that. It's weird because they they like get go jump in the car to drive off, and then oh no, they go to Dodger see, Stadium. Well, that's only after we get to see that Ricky sees his next victim. Um, and and like so we know that he's going to be happy, and he leaves his mom. Oh my god, I can't believe they gave those characters an end. Um, yeah, it's not even his victim. It's like his mate, like his his perfect pair. soulmate. Yeah, so I don't get why yeah, weird. he's deserving of that or anything about that. Um, and then yeah, then it just goes in and they've parked their nice Camaro on the fucking home base at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, and like I and guess I you want like they could. They're just a, sitting there. They aren't playing baseball or anything. They're just sitting on a car in a stadium. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, but like they jump in their Camaro and they drive off and the camera like they get a helicopter shot of the car driving off and you roll credits. That's all they We're should done. have had. They they We're should have done. never had anything else. You, no. If you're going to end it that way, yeah, it's fine. They have to be yeah. kissing on the hood of the car at Dodger Stadium. Like how would Lane have arranged that? How did Lane arrange I know, it doesn't to be make any at, sense. At, at, at the Pig Burger place? Like did he stole the keys. He, he had the keys still and never gave them back and then just decided to set up a dinner there. That's another intri- like that scene, right? He he, that's like really romantic. He like truly thanks her. Um, there's no fun in games. Uh, he makes TV dinners, which is a little chuckle, but that's just a kickback to the weird joke that his mom gave him those for fucking Christmas. things for Christmas. And if those aren't frozen, those are all gonna spoil real crazy fast. <laughs> and then he, just based on the fact that Charles Demore said he's got to get back into playing sax, he plays the sax. Which is obviously a horrible keyboard synth version of sax, but he's playing it anyway. And it just, none of that fits. That's a straight movie. That's a straight love story. And that's not what this movie is. So yeah, a- and, you can, and you also can't just say you should get pick up your sax again and then never have it brought up again. And then he just plays a sax at the Once. end. It's just like such lazy writing. It never mattered to Monique. writing. It never mattered to Monique no, that he was a musician. So like, no. what the fuck? No, so that, that none, none of that, that made sense. Price. That felt like a waste. No, of it was time. from a different movie. It was yeah. like wasn't even the same movie. <laughs> yeah, they shot that on week one, and then they're like, oh, "We're gonna add some surrealism." <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, it was Something. weird for sure. Yeah, um, pass on that whole shit. Yeah, call it. Who? So who is wants that your it? hold up? Who I was wants just it? Gonna say it doesn't hold up. <laughs> I went first last. I said pass on the romance scene. At least, at least give him like a harmonica or something. Just talk about his music. You should play music. You should pick up your music again, man. You should pick up your music. And then he does it, and it's like a kazoo or something stupid. If you want to be in like, you know. Yeah. Or oh, he should have sucked that sax. Movie. Yeah. He should have played the sax, and it should have been really shitty. That would have been yeah, a joke great. at least. And then it would have matched the movie because it's a comedy. Yeah, super great. Yeah, so he was playing that sax. He was playing that yeah, sax close to her as well. Uh, like, that's not a not loud instrument. 
And no. also a sax on its own. If you're really good, like fucking Careless Whisper good, then Kenny you play G. that sax, baby. But like, I don't know, a high school student who also skis, I'm guessing he's a decent sax player, but he's probably going to be playing like when the band comes marching in or something like shit like what's that. The, and what's the critique? What was the critique on this? It can't be good. What was the art? On Rotten score? Tomatoes, see, now this movie owns a cult classic designation. Um, and so on Rotten really? Tomatoes, it's only got 26 reviews, but it's a 76%. Oh, my um, God. So, I mean... Even with 26 reviews, that's high. That is still like a, 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 a... Well, I don't know who the reviewers are. So, any... But it has... I've, I've like... I, I often thought of this movie as um, something I'd like to, to revisit. Um, and it, it always gave me a chuckle when I was younger. Um, yeah, me too. I so, never saw this when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they yeah, didn't I didn't know what I they had, wanted to be from the beginning. These I guys. guess not. Like even that whole girl in the underwear thing, they just they just wanted to have a girl in underwear to try and appeal to teenagers that are going to see movies with nudity. So they're like, we'll just write a scene where a girl, a hot girl, gets her dress torn off, and she like that was all eighties like teens. It's, yeah, it's, it's so bad. Like I mean, but they don't even they they didn't even put any effort into it. It was so pathetic. Yeah, the, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. This is not a good movie. I didn't think it held up. I was, I wasn't super surprised, but some. I was hoping that it was gonna. This movie was gonna surprise me. Yeah, and and be still good. Yeah, I think I yeah. I I think um like I I laughed more than I thought I was going to. Honestly, I did too because I I had set my expectations pretty fucking low for this movie. You you can you just remember it being a low budget kind of rom-com kind of thing from the 80s so i was expecting silliness i was just hoping more of it would make sense and then as we discussed here it it even more so drove the point home there's there's a lot more lacking here than is immediately obvious um but it is lacking in most areas so a couple of scenes skits do work um and people within them can be good and certain people are good in certain scenes and certain characters are likable but not all of them and not enough to have this movie hold up <laughs> yeah Trademark. this is one of this is the perfect example of a movie that where somebody didn't make any choices and they didn't know that they had to nobody told them that they had to make choices so they're like i'll just do everything i want there was probably no one on staff to make choices it was just like what are we we got like five guys and a camera let's go right <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would shit. think if this is this guy's first big movie effort, <laughs> then I, I would give him a couple of kudos for getting this done. And I bet it made money. I bet it made money. Like we we could hire a creative consultant or a, or buy a big bag of blow. Yeah. And Savage is like, blow every yeah. time blow. Give me yeah. every fucking time blow. Like, I, there, I don't disrespect this movie. Like, I don't hate this movie either. This had enough funny things that I might watch it again in the future. Like, after I've forgotten how much I didn't really like it this time, I would be fooled into oh. that lull of, like, reliving. It, it gave me lots of memories of being young, being a teenager, and, and why I enjoyed this and watched this with friends. And we would be, like, laughing out loud at certain parts of it because it was totally ridiculous. But, you know, after more than 40 years of life and hundreds of movies, it does not hold up yeah i also say it doesn't hold up but i I was kind of conflicted by it because i did enjoy it like it, it had a bunch of funny stuff but when i think about the movie as a whole it there is no hole here really like there is a story but 
it it almost feels like a variety show kind of where it's just yeah. like a bunch of different gags and they're all yeah. put together with this common theme of basically just John Cusack because the ski thing is never really a constant theme. They don't work on that enough. The Beth thing is like something that's there, but that's not even drilled home. Um, it's just something that we're we're to understand is part of it. And then the Monique stuff, the, the French girl stuff, is never even a component until much later in the movie. Yeah, She's around, and you know that that's supposed to be something because she's around, and because you've seen a movie before as a fucking adult, you know that that's what she's going to be, but there's nothing to bring that home. So, I mean, it's a shame, because this guy's obviously talented, and he's got great ideas, and he's funny. Um, but I think that someone needed to be there to, to direct these ideas, to funnel them into one big cohesive thought where we could see it and read this as a nice story and follow along in a fucking pleasurable path, slapstick, surrealist or not, and then get to an ending where we all feel good about it instead of having all these things that end up pulling our attention in different directions. And I don't feel like we get to a place at the end that's like the, the best place for us. So, I mean, I'm sad to say it doesn't hold up because I do think that there's a lot of um, a lot of great stuff in this movie. But they tend just to be ideas as opposed to uh, a movie. Yeah. Two, two things two things that you said reminded me of something. So one, the reason why Monique's character is so flat is because she doesn't speak English for an hour of the movie. And all she does is make looks and gestures and stuff. So you don't ever get to really know her anyway until she starts speaking English. But it's like fucking half an hour left in the movie. So yeah. they don't have any time. You don't have any time with her to get to know her. And the other thing was, is one of my other big laughs that I forgot to mention was in the flashback scene when he meets Beth and uh, he's running to catch a football and he stops when he sees her and he doesn't realize that he's standing on people's picnic plates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was one too. of the best funny jokes visually. Like that joke worked, still worked like gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they do the follow up gag with him and Beth where one of them just happens to have an itchy nose. They rub their nose. And the other one thinks that it's because they have something on their nose. So they rub their nose to clean it. And then the other person feeds off of that. And then that goes back and forth. And the, and that's the voice a over there is funny. Scenario. Yeah, the voice yeah, over I there mean, is funny. Yeah, and that's that once again, like one of you guys or both of you have said now skits. It's just like that's like a little skit again. That's not really doesn't have anything to do with the movie. No, but it's a funny skit. This guy should just yeah. write skits. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what he does. Like make <laughs> make animations, make cartoons, make half hour episodes and. You'd be really good at that. And it has been, it looks yeah, like, great. had a successful career. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I was just thinking, too, like at the Dodger Stadium after they're kissing on the car, then the kids on the fucking bikes ride in. Oh, the one kid does. Yeah. Is it just the one or is it a bunch? It's just the one. It's just one by kid. himself. No, the bunch yeah. of them are before when he's having that night. Oh, yeah, right. Out at night in one of the too many too long scenes. Yes, then that was once. That's what I mean is you didn't need to have so many scenes with that bike kid. Like we got it. Like you could have way less of that. Yeah. So there's as many scenes with that kid as there is suicides and the suicides are supposed to be the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. Yeah, is this movie so, about the suicides? No. What are we? Are we doing a time it's to supposed kill to be. next it's week? It's better off dead. It's supposed to be know, about a suicidal but, kid because he gets broken up with. But then skiing and winning people back. Are we, are we doing a time to kill next week, guys? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, it is available on one of the fucking pl platforms, Brent, to stream that you have uh, 
it was free so yep. you'll find it check it out check out time to kill um it's gonna be a fun one this was an interesting one I, i'm sad but what are you gonna do these movies you just gotta expect it they're not all gonna hold up are they no they can't all be sexy beasts mean? right they can't all be sexy. They beasts. cannot. Fucking, there's very. I don't think there's anything. This is a weird follow beast, up to Sexy Beast, wasn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, then we got a time to kill. Like, yeah. Jesus, that's a fucking weird follow up to this. Yeah. And then the Fisher King, and Ooh. then my fucking can't wait, because then we have fucking Monty Python, Holy Grail. What? There you oh go. my god! Which, I'm excited for which, all of me, these next I've movies. Been, I've been praying to do since we since I started doing this show. Right on. I can't wait for the Monty Python. All of these movies I'm fucking excited for. Each one of them, like, I'm super excited to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Well, uh, too bad for Better Off Dead. This movie's a little better off dead and burned. Um, Sorry. Well, hopefully everyone out there is still safe and healthy. And uh, thanks for listening as always. And um, yeah, come back next week. Next Sunday, we drop the next episode at noon. And enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list. And we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.